Hi everyone, Dan Cassidy here. Welcome to Sounds Like a Plan, sustainable investing and wealth planning insights with Bonnie and Lynette on the UBS Conversations podcast channel. I am joined today by Bonnie Park, Head of Wealth Planning US, as well as Lynette Jefferson, Head of Sustainable Investing and Inclusive Investment Solutions with UBS Global Wealth Management. Bonnie, Lynette, welcome to you both. Excited to kick off this brand new monthly podcast series on the UBS Conversations podcast channel. Though, Bonnie, let me pass it over to you to set the stage and to lead today's conversation. Welcome. Hey, Dan. Thank you. And it's always a pleasure to be here. Um, So today we're doing something a little bit different. I'm really, really excited to be talking to you today about planning and sustainable myths. What Lynette and I are going to be doing today is our own version of Mythbusters, where we want to make sure that it's really clear to everybody how planning and sustainable can be appropriate for, for each of you. So the first thing that I'd like to start with is, you know, this myth that planning is not for me. You know, some people tend to think that it's, you know, it's for people who are only extremely wealthy. It's for the ultra high net worth exclusively. And when we think about that misperception, you know, I'd like to break it down into two concepts. So one is an idea that planning should be specific to an asset level. So what I will say is that planning is for everyone It's just that the solutions or the strategies at the end of the day might be different depending on what's appropriate for you. But it doesn't mean that just because you don't have a specific net worth or an asset level that planning is not right for you. Planning is for everybody. Planning is really the process of helping you make informed, educated financial decisions for your family. Um, and, And then the second part of that misperception is around age that, you know, typically people who are younger tend to think, you know, I can wait to do that. I can do that later. But there are so many benefits to starting planning early. You know, it's again, it's, it's similar to anything where you think about your own um, kind of overall wellness. It's always better to start sooner rather than later and to start making sure that you have those good financial planning habits in place. And what's interesting is that when we think about our own clients here at UBS, 96% of our clients agree having a plan helps them focus on their long-term goals rather than react to market declines. So 96%, an overwhelming majority. And so again, that's a, that's a pretty broad mandate that shows that planning can be really helpful in developing those positive uh, financial habits early, but I'm so happy to have to be here with Lynette, our brilliant, inspiring and talented head of sustainable investing and, you know, we, Lynette, we've had similar conversations around misperceptions with sustainable investing as well, right? Yeah. I mean, listen, Bonnie, when you were sort of introducing the topic, um, I was just nodding my head in agreement because really sort of facing this whole thing about the myths and the permeating myths that are out there um, with investing in general, right, are, are things that, that you and I and our teams are talking about with advisors and clients all the time. And so this whole notion, particularly with sustainable and in, in the ESG investing space of kind of what people think um, is, is very prevalent, right? So you know, people will tend to think that sustainable investing, and we hear this a lot, right? It's for certain subsets of the population. It is for, similar to to your point, it is for the ultra high net worth investor. It is for the investor in a certain generation. It's only for the do-gooders. It's only for, you know, obviously tree tree huggers, environmentalists, right? Um, But 
none of those things are true. So aside from the empirical evidence, right, that we have, and we have scores of data to, to prove this out, um, at UBS, right, we all know by now, right, we made a watershed announcement, sustainable investing is our preferred solution for clients who choose to invest globally. But the reason, a big reason of why we made that choice to do that was because here we believe sustainability matters for all investors. There are aspects for all investors' portfolios, no matter what segment or wealth level of the population that an investor may be at, that there is a way that investing sustainably can not only um, highlight potential risks, but also create investment opportunities, right? Um, and, and so when we think about the um, reimagining the power of investing and connecting people for a better world, right? That is our firm's purpose. Embedded in that is the fact that sustainable investing does matter for all, right? So yes, we are seeing a bit more in the beginning stages, prevalence and uptake in the rising gen segment. And maybe initially, you know, years ago, and, and we tend to see slightly more prevalence in the ultra high net worth space because the science or the thesis or the philosophy of sustainable investing was very much in the past, um, you know, catering to those segments. So going from philanthropy to um, investing, right, for the ultra investor, or, you know, the younger generations would be thinking about, you know, more of the hot topics when we think about the future of the globe. But what we see now, quite frankly, is that because these factors that underpin the, again, the philosophy of investing along environmental, social, and governance perspectives are embedded in all, just about all of the decision-making that we're seeing in, in most corporations that, believe it or not, those factors and the materiality and the intentionality, right, of those decisions that are being made both at the corporate and investing level are going to matter for every single investor, you, I, and all of our, um, you know, advisors that are, that are listening to this podcast. So, um, you know, we're seeing it. We, we saw you know, articles today in Funfire where we're starting to see all the different segments are just as interested as the next gen and ultra high net worth. We're going to continue to see that with this new administration. So really, we, we, we really do encourage our advisors to be able to um, be well-versed in talking about this with, with you all as our clients. So, yeah, no, I wanted to, I touched on philanthropy, right? So I wanted to go back over to you on, on that point as well, Bonnie. Um, maybe you can sort of get into where that intersectionality happens in the planning process, philanthropy um, alongside investing, and, and what does that look like in planning? Yeah, and, and one thing that you talked about, Lynette, is that I love that the way you talk about it is that it's accessible. And I think, you know, the first thing, the point that we're trying to make is that planning sustainable is accessible and should be to everybody. But when we think about traditionally the way that in planning we've had these conversations, um, when we talk about philanthropy, typically it's about giving away money or making donations. And sustainable is really the next evolution of that, of, you know, investing for good or for impact. And, you know, when we think about how this fits in together with planning, is that in planning conversations, we focus on having conversations with people with families about what's important to them. And whether that ends up 
in resulting in a donation or it ends up, you know, in, in the realm of sustainable investing, you know, planning gives you that framework to help understand how all these pieces fit together. So I, I think that the second myth that we want to make sure that we're, we're, we're busting today is that, you know, this is not just a one-time event. This is not, um, you know, something that happens once, but it should be an ongoing conversation because your planning and your sustainable investing should reflect what's important to you uh, and your families. So when we think about having a plan, it's a little bit like having a recipe, whereas ongoing planning, you know, if you give somebody a recipe, it's not the same as feeding them. Right? It's not the same as putting a hot meal in front of them. So, you know, it's important to have the recipe, but this ongoing planning is really like, you know, when you're really serving it and cooking some uh, for somebody and making sure that they're fed. So we want to make sure that, you know, obviously people need to eat ongoing. <laughs> and in order to feel truly satisfied with the advice that you're getting, it's important that in- incorporate these conversations, including philanthropy, including sustainable investing, and including, again, some of, some topics that you may or may not have had. Um, in your conversations with your advisor. So, you know, I think making sure you're having a broader conversation around, you know, concerns around healthcare and, and health for you and yourselves and the people that are important to you, you know, making sure that you are really satisfying all of the different needs that you have in, in your family. But, you know, I think in these planning conversations, when we talk about how we connect the two, you know, that's the conversation that you and I have all the time, Lynette. But, you know, what other insights or, or misperceptions can you help clarify when we, when we talk about sustainable? Uh, yeah, thank you, Bonnie. I mean, listen, I want to, you know, I was speaking anecdotally, right, at the top of the conversation, um, you know, about the types of conversations that we're having with clients, with advisors, what we're seeing in the marketplace. But, you know, I can really just from a MythBuster perspective, Talk about the data, right? Like the, the, the data and the market is, is, is really speaking for the, the power of thinking longer term, holistically, panoramically when it comes to sustainable investing in ESG, right? So, you know, we just had the investor watch come out, right? So, Bonnie, that's something that you and I look at as, you know, leading businesses, leading program and, and product platforms. And our very own investor watch told us um, back in November that 70% of U.S. investors. Now, that's U.S. investors. That is not by segment, whatever. 70% of U.S. investors are interested in SI, right? More recently, and we just had um, the U.S. investor sentiment survey come out for the first quarter, and we just got the results of that, and those are wonderful, right? So we, we look at that data because that really keeps us on the pulse of what's on message um, in market. And we saw that 50%, 50%, of U.S. investors saw sustainable investing as a top priority. We're also seeing this bear out in fund flows, right? So sustainable investing net fund flows in 2020 were $51 billion. That's into new money, into sustainability. That's more than two times 2019 fund flows, nearly 10 times 2018 net fund flows. So these trends and the momentum underscore right um what what the marketplace is receiving and it's telling us that if you don't believe in the story of sustainability and esg the marketplace does right so we really just want to um you know make sure that that folks are um you know not investing for the now but investing for what's also to come but even in terms of the now we we see um 
you know, why from a performance and risk mitigation perspective, these investments make good sense for portfolios. And then there's the aspect of, you know, investing alongside values or, or you know, in, in ways that can impact or do good, right? So the narrative is even beginning to change there. These are good, um, you know, comparatively speaking, more and more for portfolios as compared to traditional investments. And so, you know, even when you think about the philanthropy piece of it, right, this becomes a way to broaden interests around values and, 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 you know, impacting, but it is a way to do so in view of good and prudent portfolio management. So, um, again, there's a way to marry this with planning, right, Bonnie? So, so, you know, especially in times of uncertainty, right? Even, you know, we're in a very, very great time in the marketplace um, in terms of momentum, but there's still uncertainty around the globe, right? So I think, you know, uh, maybe just remind our audience a, a bit more about using planning in times of uncertainty, um, because I think that's important, uh, an important part of this conversation. Yeah, that's absolutely right, Lynette. And when we think about the tremendous volatility that we've had this past year, um, and then that combined with the data, as you said, that thinking about sustainable investing, you know, you, you don't have to be a philanthropist per se to for sustainable investing to be right, the right choice for you. And, and it's really about making strategic portfolio decisions. And we've seen a tremendous amount of content come out from, from our own CIO office around these emerging trends around things like health tech and green tech. And you know, we've also seen a lot of content written around uh, speculation about what President Biden is really focused on with sustainable energy. So, you know, really a lot of um, a lot of data, as you said, that shows the importance and the value of sustainable and these concepts as a strategic portfolio tool. But, you know, as you mentioned, you know, uh, the, the next myth that I just want to talk about is that given the size of the industry now in the business, you know, I just want to emphasize that this is not a one-size-fits-all type of conversation, right? So there is so much that has evolved when it comes to the types of investments that are available. Sustainable investing, that's not, it's not a specific asset class. It's not a specific product, right? So I, I think it's important to think about that. And so when we talk about conversations and planning around a portfolio and asset allocation level, you know, it's important that we think about what is the best way to implement, you know, the allocation that helps you pursue all of your goals. And, you know, how do we make sure that we're investing appropriately in order to achieve the planning goals that, that people have set forth? So, you know, what we've found over the past year and a half, particularly, is that, you know, clients are looking for advice, but not just any advice. They're looking for expertise. They're looking for expertise in planning. And as you mentioned, um, you know, with the, the surveys that we do of our own clients here, 95% of our clients with a plan agree that it's particularly helpful to have a plan to follow in times of uncertainty. And I think, you know, we can agree that this past year was certainly <laughs> a time of tremendous uncertainty and volatility. And, you know, what we found is that in 2020, many families were, were caught short either by a lack of planning or more often outdated planning. And so just a few things for, for all of you to think about for yourselves you know, that I want to leave you with is that, number one, you know, make sure you review your overall net worth. You know, have conversations about what's important to you and your family and your loved ones as, as a part of that review of your overall situation. Um, secondly, make sure you locate all of your important documents, your estate planning, your insurance policies, you understand your benefits that are available to you through through work. 
you know, so, so gather all that information and make sure that you and your loved ones know how to access it. You know, a lot of documents sometimes are available online through different websites. So keeping track of that, you know, <laughs> in and of itself and getting organized, you know, as we, as we think about heading into the last half of the year, which I can't even believe it. And then finally, just make sure that you reach out to your trusted advisors and include them in these conversations. Again, you know, having expert advice, you know, when we talk about these concepts and, and one that I found even when I talked to clients about philanthropy or even that concept of sustainable investing, they feel like they have to be an expert and, and it feels intimidating. And again, I just go back to that concept of accessibility that you talked about, which is, you know, it, it doesn't have anything to do with a wealth level or a level of expertise or sophistication, but it's really just having the dialogue, which I think is, is so, so important. Um, well, there any other specific action steps for people to take away? Uh, yeah, I mean, just to just to sort of end it with a few, but I will say, Bonnie, you brought up some really, really, really great points. I mean, every time you and I speak, it reminds me that I need to get my financial advisor team on the line myself and really write those top three things that I need to be looking at and, and constantly reviewing, um, you know, as far as my planning um actions right so so thank you for that um but i would just say listen there there are three things i'd highlight as part of this discussion right back to getting at some of the myths number one we put together a really super sustainable investing video right looking just at this whole notion of why we think it you know sustainability matters for all investors and it's a really short video it's, it's probably about 90 seconds but I just encourage all of our advisors that may be listening and certainly our clients to take a look at that because it really kind of goes through in a, in a very short and compelling um, fashion what we think the value proposition is, right? Good for portfolios, um, you know, there, there are considerations for obviously doing well and, 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 and aligning with values, but also because we think these are good investments, so take a look at that. I would also say that we recently did in, um, you know, almost in honor of both Earth Day, which took place at the end of April, as well as our chief investment office putting out um, a, a wonderful, wonderful um, groundbreaking piece on the future of Earth. We did a lot of content around that publication as well as Earth Day. But the future of Earth has a lot of themes underneath it that I think are relevant, again, for all investors. So we've put out podcasts, we have video shorts, tools and resources that are out there in the public sphere. And I would just remind um, many of you to take a look at those ideas, um, investment ideas, um, topics, themes from our best thought leaders at UBS. And finally, I'd say take a look at an, a really innovative tool that we worked on in partnership with the Wall Street Journal, right? And it, it, the tool, what, we're, what we had entitled it was Serious About Sustainable Investing, right? So that's gonna be an interactive hub and tons of educational materials. But what I love about that, um, that tool is that it's going to allow our best and, and all of our clients to make their own personalized sustainable investing toolbox based on your investment preferences, right? So it's super flexible, super easy, super, you know, um, very easy to use on a, on a personal device um, and, and such. But more importantly, helps you be able to sort of customize based on your preferences. And then, of course, it drives you into 
having that conversation with your financial advisor team uh, to be able to activate your thoughts along those lines. So I leave it at, at that. Um, so Dan, I, I, listen, I think we've had a great conversation. Um, I'll turn it back over to Bonnie for closing thoughts, um, but I, I just appreciate having the time today. Yeah, Lena, and I just, it, I always love and appreciate hearing your perspective and talking about these things and um, always love speaking with you. So thank you again so much for, uh, for doing this joint session and really look forward to the next conversation that we have. Thanks, Dan. I'll turn it back to you now. Perfect. Well, Bonnie, Lynette, thank you very much for spending some time with our clients, our listeners, and we do look forward to continuing the conversation with you both next month and excited to have kicked off this brand new monthly podcast series here on the UBS Conversations podcast channel. Again, today we've been joined by Bonnie Park, Head of Wealth Planning U.S., as well as Lynette Jefferson, Head of Sustainable Investing and Inclusive Investment Solutions with UBS global wealth management. Sounds like a plan. Sustainable investing and wealth planning insights with Bonnie and Lynette is part of the UBS Conversations podcast channel, which is available where podcasts are found, including on iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, and Pandora. Visit UBS.com forward slash studios to view the entire podcast offering, as well as the new UBS trending video series. From UBS Studios, I'm Dan Cassidy. Thank you for joining us. Information in this discussion has been prepared by and reflects the opinions and various investment views of the speaker. UBS Financial Services, Inc. has not independently verified such information and does not guarantee its accuracy or completeness. This information is being provided to you for your information purposes only and does not constitute a recommendation or an endorsement by UBS Financial Services, Inc. of the author, the securities, or views stated herein. Any specific securities discussed should not be considered a recommendation or solicitation to buy or sell any particular security. You should not assume that any investment in any of the securities was or will be profitable. The past performance of an index is not a guarantee of future results. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients, UBS Financial Services, Inc. offers investment advisory services in its capacity as an SEC-registered investment advisor and brokerage services in its capacity as an SEC-registered broker-dealer. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways, and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. It is important that clients understand the ways in which we conduct business, that they carefully read the agreements and disclosures that we provide to them about the products or services we offer. For more information, please review the PDF document at UBS.com forward slash relationship summary. UBS Financial Services, Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG, member FINRA SIPC.